Hello, everybody, as Mel Allen used to say, and welcome to a very special edition of the Black Range Pub. Today is special because it's also the debut program in our new podcast, Free Baseball. Every Friday during the season, Free Baseball will give you informative, analytical, and entertaining perspectives on our national pastime, past, present, and future. On Free Baseball, you'll meet the famous and the obscure, explore baseball's recent changes and its timelessness. At the end of today's show, we'll tell you how you can find and enjoy Free Baseball every week, so stay tuned for that. Today, we'll begin with prognostications. We'll look ahead at what we can expect during the 2023 season, identifying the teams and the players you'll want to watch. Of course, we will also heed the words of former Astros pitcher Joaquin Andujar, who wisely once said, You can sum up the game of baseball in one word. You never know. Thanks for the musical introduction, Jane Jarvis. As I record this, we're a couple of days into the new season, and maybe there's a couple of things that we've learned during that time. First, I think we can all agree the games are going to be shorter this year due to the new pitch clock rules. Apparently, baseball commissioner Rob Manfred thinks that us fans will enjoy baseball more the less we see of it. We also can tell that speed is going to matter again due to the bigger bases and the restriction on pitchers throwing over to first base trying to hold runners on. Unfortunately, we've also learned there's still going to be too many strikeouts and poor fundamentals by players who should know better. I've just returned from watching the Cactus League in Phoenix, and one thing that struck me while I was there that is that in the last three years, uh, the use of electronics in training young ballplayers has really skyrocketed. You couldn't walk around there without uh, finding some coach and player huddled over an iPad uh, or reading something on a computer monitor. Unfortunately, uh, that development has uh, coincided, I think, with a decline and teaching the historic fundamentals of the game. We're going to start today's show by taking a look around the leagues, starting with the National League Eastern Division. We all recall that the National League East sent three teams into the postseason last year, the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies. And the third-place Phillies actually went to the World Series. I think the same three teams will qualify for the postseason this year in the same order. I don't believe that the Mets will be quite as close to the Braves as they were last year. They they lost Edwin Diaz, of course, during spring training during the World Baseball Classic. 
and that's a crushing blow to the team. The Braves, on the other hand, are the most future-proof team in baseball. They have most of their young players signed to favorable long-term contracts. Their team is younger than the Mets, and uh, as we all know, as age takes over, injuries tend to happen. The Mets have already lost a couple of players, not only Diaz, but also their other big off-season acquisition, free, uh, free agent Justin Verlander, who got injured right at the end of spring training. We'll have to see how that plays out. I like the Braves' depth better than the Mets. Uh, the Braves have fine starting pitching, a decent, if not spectacular, bullpen, but they have the best everyday lineup in the National League East, if not in baseball itself. The Mets have some talent. They've got some very good players. Some of them are older. Some of them may have past their prime, uh, but the Mets will be a solid team. I think that they've got a great manager in Buck Showalter, and he'll get everything out of this team that's there. So I picked the Mets to finish second, probably four or five games behind the Braves. Speaking of injuries, the Phillies, of course, have lost Bryce Harper, their best player, and he'll be out for a couple of months at the start of the season. Last week, they really took a shot when Reese Hoskins, their starting first baseman, was lost for the entire season. Those two injuries kind of offset the acquisition of Trey Turner, who in my mind was the single best pickup by any team in baseball during the offseason. The Phillies' starting rotation is okay in the one and two spots with Nola and Wheeler. After that, I'm not convinced. If Bailey Falter is in your rotation, I don't think you win a division. The Phillies' bullpen, of course, is a perennial problem, and I don't think that will change this year. They're okay, but uh, their track record does not inspire confidence. The Florida Marlins are my pick to finish fourth. They probably have the best young pitching of any team in the National League East, maybe in all of baseball. But what their pitching staff gives them, their everyday lineup takes away. They'll have trouble scoring runs. They'll go as far as their pitching takes them and no farther than their lineup will allow. In the basement in the East, we find the Washington Nationals. They may be the worst team in the National League for sure. And uh, along with the Oakland Athletics, one of the two worst teams in baseball this year. However, if you ask me two, three years down the road, I expect the Nationals will be a much improved team based on the talent they acquired in the trade for Juan Soto to San Diego. So that's my order in the National League East. Braves, Mets, Phillies, Marlins, Nationals. I think the Braves win about 98 or 99 games. The Mets will be in the 93 to 95 area. So Mets will go to the postseason. Phillies, about 92 wins. They should go to the postseason, but it depends on the other divisions, of course. Let's move on now to the American League East. The New York Yankees, to no one's surprise, seem to be the team to beat in the American League East. In Aaron Judge, they have the finest power hitter in Major League Baseball. 
What most people don't realize is that Judge is also a terrific outfielder. In Garrett Cole, they have the best starting pitcher in the Eastern Division of the American League. They've got a lot of other solid players who kind of fit together. They uh, have some questions about pitching depth, starting pitching depth, and uh, the uh, Steinbrenner purse strings better be loosened around the trading deadline, I think, because the Toronto Blue Jays are certainly capable of knocking the Yankees off in the American League East. They've got great young talent. In Vladimir Guerrero, they have not only a fine young hitter, but also a gold glove at first base. Alec Manoa is emerging as a a true number one starting pitcher. The Blue Jays have an okay bullpen, but then there are no great bullpens in the American League East this year. I expect the uh, Blue Jays to be close. They'll be on the Yankees' heels, and I think if they want to be the division champs, they're going to have to make their mark face-to-face against the Yankees. If they, uh, if they can put the Yankees away in the season series, I think they have a chance to win the East. But until that day arrives, I'm going with the Yankees. Third place is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know how this franchise does it, quite frankly, but every year they get the most out of a rather faceless assortment of players. They only have really one star in Wander Franco. Tyler Glasnow, their leading pitcher, is always injured. Shane McClanahan is a fine young number two starter. But I think the balancing act in Tampa Bay is not going to work this year. I, I do think they'll be above 500, maybe 85 wins, but I don't expect the Blue Jay, uh, the Rays to be better than the Blue Jays or the Yankees, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. The Baltimore Orioles are kind of a chic pick in the offseason. A lot of people looked at what they did last year and thought that's the first step towards relevance in the American League East. But as so often happens, particularly with a young team that takes a big step forward like the Orioles did last year, the following season is often a step back. I expect that to happen in Baltimore this year. I think they will disappoint. I think they have the wherewithal to be a great team. And if I'm the Yankees, I'm looking over my shoulder at this franchise. Adley Rushman could be the best catcher in baseball. They have the number one prospect coming into the league uh, this year in Gunnar Henderson. And the Orioles also have the top-rated minor league system in all of baseball. What they don't have is a compelling starting rotation this year. When Kyle Gibson is your number one starter, uh, I don't take you seriously as a postseason threat. Sorry, Kyle, but the other starters are even less proven than he. The relief pitching is okay, but thin. I think the Orioles will finish fourth, but they uh, could fall to the basement if, if somehow the Boston Red Sox put things together. What most people don't understand about the Red Sox this year is that they are probably the worst defensive team 
in the American League. They have Rafael Devers, certainly. Um, the rest of the lineup doesn't scare you. They got Justin Turner and Matasaka Yoshida coming in brand new, but I don't think they're difference makers either. I think they'll be a dangerous team on any given day, as they say, but their starting rotation is highly questionable, and their bullpen doesn't throw strikes. And when that happens, especially in Fenway, uh, you suffer. There's going to be a lot of pain in New England this year because of the Boston bullpen. So my picks in the American League East, Yankees 1, Blue Jays 2, Rays 3, followed by the Orioles and the Red Sox. The Yankees are uh, going to be a solid postseason team. I think the Blue Jays will get the wild card, get one of the American League wild cards. So you'll see them in the postseason as well. I don't expect the Jays to make it, um, but it's going to be interesting. There, there's not really a totally weak team in this division. The Red Sox are much better than, let's say, the Washington Nationals, who I picked to finish last in the, Ameri in the National League East. Red Sox will be worth watching, but they'll be excruciating as well. So look for the Yankees and the Blue Jays in the postseason. That's it for today's prognostication. If you want to know my picks for the Central Divisions and the Western Divisions, tune in anytime after Friday for the Free Baseball Podcast, which will start this Friday and continue weekly through the rest of the season. Free Baseball Podcast will be available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Audible, and on Buzzsprout. And we will kick the ball off on Friday, April 7th. We'll do the predictions for the Central and Western Division, as well as postseason and the individual awards. So look for the Free Baseball Podcast starting this Friday, April 7th. And, uh, and I hope to see you there. Thanks for stopping by. That's it for today. Thanks for stopping by the Black Range Pub. We hope you enjoyed our time together and will come back and visit us again. The Black Range Pub is brought to you by Black Range Publishing, home of the award-winning Gabe McKenna Mystery Series. To learn more about all our podcasts and books and to be notified of future programs and upcoming publications, be sure to check us out at www blackrangepublishing.com Thanks again. Adios. Adios.